Hallo, mein Name ist Christiane Wirtz, ich bin Coach und Autorin aus Köln und weiß, wie sich etwas aus Krisen machen lässt. Es ist ein Spruch und ich sage es fast jedes Mal, aber es ist auch wirklich so, dass ich mich wirklich, wirklich, wirklich sehr freue. Ich habe heute wieder einen ganz, ganz tollen Interviewgast hier, auch wieder über Videokonferenz, weil es ist wieder jemand, der nicht aus Deutschland kommt und Englisch spricht. Wir werden gleich Englisch sprechen. Es ist jemand äh, aus San Francisco. Sein Name ist Juan Acosta. Ich habe ihn kennengelernt äh, im Verlauf dieses Corona-Sommers bei einer Videokonferenz von Mental Health America, weil ich mich einfach informieren wollte, wie da so die Ansätze sind, äh, wie die mit dieser Corona-Krise umgehen und ähm, Jedenfalls war Juan einer derjenigen, die in dieser Konferenz Referenten waren oder Referentinnen und er ist auch in der Organisation beschäftigt und kümmert sich darum, an Stigmatisierungen, die es natürlich in den USA auch gibt, zu arbeiten. Juan hat eine ganz wunderbare Geschichte, die konnte er schon auf dieser Konferenz erzählen, aber seine Geschichte ist noch viel besser geworden, seit wir uns äh, kennengelernt haben und in Kontakt sind. Juan, uh, welcome to this podcast. Uh, I just said that your story has been a very beautiful story when, when I met you, when I saw you the first time uh, during this conference. But the story is getting better and better. Juan, can you please tell me what happened from the uh, MHA conference until now that um, that everybody here should say congrats to you? Tell us. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Uh, as you said, I had the honor to speak at the National Mental Health America conference. And since then, I've continued my advocacy work. And most recently... I co-authored and we released a book with Lady Gaga and her Born This Way Foundation. I had the honor to have one of my stories be a part of that book. And that has been a really humbling experience. And it's been genuinely one of the best moments of my life thus far. So, so you have been skyrocketed uh, uh, until um, skyrocketed in the, uh, I don't know, uh, into a very nice, good future. I mean, th this book has uh, become a national bestseller, a, a New York Times bestseller. Yes, it's a New York Times bestseller. And honestly, I knew that I was very passionate and I knew I wanted to do great things with, with what I felt about a need for advocacy and just a need for change in my life. But I, I quite frankly never thought of myself becoming a New York Times bestseller, especially as a LGBTQ plus Latino man in the United States of America. Tell us your age, Juan. I'm 23 years old today. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> 23. That's great. <laughs> That's great, Juan. I mean, more or less everybody here in, in Europe knows Lady Gaga, Gaga, of course, but maybe tell us a little bit more about her foundation and, and, and maybe tell us a little bit more about uh, what she meant to you when maybe you have not been as close as now to her? Yeah, well, she meant so much to me. Uh, growing up, I didn't really have any message of embracement or acceptance. And just seeing her, you know, be an advocate and really step up for people who were underrepresented and using her platform in a very unique way was really inspiring to me at the time. It was at a time where I was really struggling with my anxiety, my depression, and it made me really question a lot of, who I was and what I wanted to do with my life. And 
just the fact that one, she had a great album called Born This Way that really made me feel proud of who I was and it made me feel less alone in this world. And from there, she started her Born This Way Foundation, co-founded by her mother, Cynthia Germanata, that really focuses on the mission of building a kinder and braver world for all. And it gives youth a platform and a shot to show the world that young people are leaders and that there's no age requirement when it comes to being a leader. And I feel like the book itself, Channel Kindness, which is out now, really emphasizes that. And it shows that young people are building kinder and safer communities. Yes. Um, Channel Kindness is the, the title of the book. Uh, tell us a little bit more about, uh, first about what is the content of the book, and then a little bit more about your story, your personal story. Yeah, so Channel Kindness, the book, is a compilation of stories of bravery, of resilience, of people overcoming their struggles, of people creating change within their community. And it's all by young people. Lady Gaga shares her story in the book, but young people are at the forefront of this book. And it, again, it emphasizes how much young people are leading. And for me, in particular, my story is about a proclamation that I drafted for my hometown that made history for the first time ever. It was for the LGBTQ plus community. You know, growing up here, I mentioned it was very difficult for me to feel safe as a proud out gay man in this town because there was a lot of stigma and it made me feel really fearful every time I stepped out of my home because it, it wasn't a safe space for me. It wasn't a place where I felt embraced. So prior to moving to San Francisco, where I pursued my higher education, I really wanted to create a change because I knew I wasn't the only one. And I knew there was going to be more people to come after me that were going to have similar struggles. And I didn't like that feeling of struggling, right? So I wanted to ensure that I changed that for other people. So I stayed up all night and I drafted a proclamation. I presented it to my city council. They took it up to the to their agenda at City Hall. They had a public comment session, which was scary because I was 21 at the time. And I was stepping up and standing in my authentic self. And there was people opposing it, which I expected. But as fearful as it was for me in that moment, I had to think about the bigger picture and who I was doing it for, because it was no longer about me. It was about others who I was really trying to ensure didn't have those struggles, didn't have to face as much bullying and just have that message of like, hey, it's okay to be you. And I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to ensure I was the one who delivered that message. Wow. This, this sounds amazing. And, and um, so you had to struggle a little bit to get this uh, proclamation through, um, let's say, local politics. But in the end they dealt with it or how did how did the story go on yeah so the proclamation itself it hadn't it had previously been brought up to a city council in 1998 in woodland california that's where i grew up and and it was voted down upon and it was I was 21 at the time, and it was, as I said, it was scary. And I was just like, we're so far into, quote unquote, the future now, and we're still struggling with the same issues. Why is this still happening? And why is no one else addressing it in my community? So I really wanted to ensure that it changed. And I brought this up. People did speak out against it, but there was pe people speaking for it. 
and a, a lot of those people speaking for it were people I had never seen before that showed up because they also wanted to be a part of that. And because they knew what I was bringing up was true, that we can't call ourselves a community if we're not embracing everyone. You can't pick and choose who you want to embrace. And there's people who need to be uplifted. There's people who are hurting. There's people who are struggling to even leave their home because they fear that they're going to be targeted for who they are. And it's part of our identity. And what I like to say and think about is that some people think a lot of these conversations are quote unquote uncomfortable, but it's just that, a conversation. People feel uncomfortable every day they walk out of their home because of their identity. And that's something that doesn't have an end. That's part of who they are. A conversation has an end. Someone's identity doesn't. And I want to ensure that people feel safe with their identity. And it did pass. It was voted yes by all city council members that were present that day. And it passed and it made history. And it really in my opinion, and from what I heard from others who were impacted by this, they were really positively impacted and that they felt like they were, for the first time ever, a part of the community. So your strength and your attitude not to give up and not to let yourself hurt by anxiety of others to, to be tolerant and open, this led in the Uh, finally, to your hometown being proud of you, I think. Yeah, it, I, I think back at it till this day. And that is probably the most special moment of my life because I was able to think back to where I was at some point, really struggling with my anxiety and depression. And I hated who I was. I questioned who I was. And I think back to that day until this day, I was like, where did I get the guts to just go up and do it? You know, and I just think that I wasn't thinking of myself in that moment. And I was willing to be the target that operated as a vehicle for change for others, because I've seen people hurt. I've seen my community, the LGBTQ plus community be targeted by many people. And I know that just a simple message of embracement and acceptance can change a person's life. Acknowledging someone's identity and their existence is transformational. And I wanted to ensure that it was done here as well. Wow. So this is really something I have to tell you. Um, wow. <laughs> and now you are traveling around the nation to promote the book or what are you doing? Yeah, so right now due to COVID, which, you know, we have unfortunately not been able to travel, but we have been doing a virtual tour that I've been promoting the book. I've also continued uh, doing other advocacy events. I was uh, recently at Younga 2020 with Cynthia Germanata, and it's put on under the World Health Organization and the United Nations. And we spoke at this event about mental health and young people, mental health in particular, and I was so honored to be a part of that global event with other young people who are advocating for this. And it's just been great. I've been able to be a part of this virtual book tour, but also on my own terms, continue my mental health advocacy through different outlets and doing more events as you saw one of them, which was the Mental Health America Conference. So um, 
I don't want to be uh, a very uh, too much moved by the the story, but um, but you you kind of um, give the light uh, of the Statue of Liberty uh, uh, to others, and um, I don't know. I mean, th there is something with this country. I mean, like uh, sometimes uh, from European eyes, it looks a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Uh, right now, a little bit very. I mean, like uh, with this president uh, um, that you still have, uh, it looks a little bit uh, strange, and people don't don't understand why why such a great nation is uh, was voting for him. But but still, I also see that um, anyway. I don't have to judge that in no way, and it's the the the. Um, the U.S. citizens have to vote and have to to know what they want, and um, on the other hand, it's the people who voted for Trump, they should be embraced too. I mean, like maybe you should not embrace Trump and believe him in all the things that he's saying, but but um, I think globally we we need much more um, embracing and giving a hand to everybody, whoever he or she or whatever may be. And um, yes, how how is your mood right now uh, during these uh, election days? Yeah, so the election is difficult for, for many people. And, you know, politics is just a very broad and touchy subject. But it, w politics in particular, it really does have an impact on people's lives. And What gives me hope is seeing people speak up for what they believe in, seeing people uh, go out to vote. You know, just the act of voting itself is transformational. We know that it can change outcomes. And young people right now are turning out to vote like it's never seen before in this country. And that gives me a lot of hope. It is stressful to to watch the news at times and see everything that's going on. There's a lot of division, uh, but I'm reminded that, you know, there's also a lot of good things happening in some aspects, right? And there's people wanting to create a good positive change. And I like to focus on that. And I do give myself space to take a news break because it can be very overwhelming, but I also like to be informed and acknowledge that there is a need for equity in this country. And There is a need, as you said, to embrace people from, from all backgrounds. And the only way we'll get there is by acknowledging that need for equity, by acknowledging that there's people who have been historically targeted, like the LGBTQ plus community, uh, like the Black Lives, you know, Black Lives Matter it has been very prominent throughout this. And that need for equity is, is important right now. And it's important for us to, to be able to acknowledge that, that black lives do matter and that we owe this country equity and that we have to do it. And it's not a matter of being in question. It's a matter that we have to do it. it it's the right thing to do. So when I hear you, I'm so uh, full of hope and uh, optimism that the Americans will make the right decision. And um, I thank you very, very much. I just wanted to, to tell you if you have a little hint or a little um, little gift, um, what to tell young people here in Germany who maybe um, find themselves in a, in a crisis, maybe even in, in a, a mental health crisis. If you have a good advice, what, what you could 
tell them right now uh, in this corona situation what to do? What is your personal gift for them? Yeah, you know, this is something we often hear, but I know that it made me feel good when I didn't have it. And it's just the fact that you're not alone. We're all going through this together. We're all being impacted by it. I, I would hope that people have support systems, whether in their home or with their friends, where they're able to openly talk about mental health. It's not an easy conversation and it's not always pleasant, but it's authentic. And that's what really brings joy to me, authentic conversations. Oftentimes we passingly ask people, oh, how are you? Oh, I'm doing okay. Okay, have a good day. Bye. But in reality, people are really hurting and What I've learned is that speaking up about our struggles is truly being brave. That's where the bravery truly lies at. It isn't brave to mask up and to hide our feelings, but it is brave to speak about our emotions and our feelings. And if you're struggling right now, I would really like you to, to find that bravery within yourself, to, to let someone know, take them up to your head because It's so important. And I know there's a lot of shame, a lot of stigma that surrounds these conversations, but there's no shame and stigma in being human. We're all human, we all struggle, and we're all supposed to be here for one another. Thanks a lot, Juan. Uh, vielen Dank, Juan. Um, ich bin jetzt wirklich ein bisschen bewegt und ich muss einfach sagen, Hut ab vor jemand, der mit 23 Jahren uh, solche Dinge hinter sich gebracht hat, solche tollen Erfolge aufzuweisen hat und vor allen Dingen, der so unglaublich klug und mitfühlend ist. Thank you very much, Juan. Und ähm, liebe Podcast-Hörer, ich hoffe, dass, ähm, dass sie das auch bewegt hat und dass sie viel Optimismus und Wärme äh, mitnehmen konnten oder dass ihr viel Wärme und Optimismus mitnehmen konntet. Wir hören uns in zwei Wochen wieder. Ich freue mich darauf. Bis dahin. Tschüss, macht's gut, bleibt gesund.